into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. with All About You. I probably can't play the song. But it's such a... I can't get it out of my head. And I want somebody to remix it because it's... It is genuinely uh, derogatory because it's... But it's a great song still. But it's about video dancers, backup dance. So it's like, everywhere you go, every video, every city we go, we see the same hoes. So like the point of the song is that they're complaining that the backup dancers that are in their videos are also in other people's videos. Right. So that is tough. Well, it, what's the issue? That's one of like, the hardest uh, things. <laughs> he was a backup dancer, right? Tupac? Yeah. I think for a little while he actually was a, an actor, trained actor. He, that's the thing that got me to go to uh, performing arts high school. So I really didn't want to go. And then I found out that Tupac went to one and I was like, okay, right. I, I can do this. Uh, but he, he you may kind have been of a- filled the same role as Tupac in kind of my social network. So that makes sense to me. I guess so. Yeah. You know, Tupacalypse, Durs Pacalypse. That's still my MySpace photo is Tupac, I think. Why? It's what? It's impossible to delete MySpace. And I'm pretty sure. I made it when I was like 14 and Tupac was my, cause you know, I didn't have pictures of myself back then. So you did like, digital blackface I did, and made yourself yeah. Tupac. Yeah. But well, I don't like, think people thought Anders the, was Tupac. Right. Right. Oh, he's, people he'll have, know Carl, Tupac. Carl, is it Carl Baher is going to happen to you. Mm. <laughs> You're a Bernie bro and you're pretending to be black. Right. Although unlike Alan Iverson, Tupac is actually on record as uh politically Conscious, if not a um, proper radical. Absolutely. Would yeah. you say when he performed, he really left it all on stage? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who else left it all on stage is the lady from the band Brass Against, who took a piss on a guy on stage yesterday. One of the hottest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not kidding. Is it, is it weird that when I was watching this, I was like, Anders is going to love this. <laughs> I actually, well, yeah, maybe it's because I had an ex, a mo- literally a model roommate when I was uh, 20 years old who drank, drank her own urine. Um, so there's something that doesn't about- clear up anything. About yeah, no, that's just a, kind of a detail. That <laughs> yeah. well, it just seems like you are that. into this specifically. <laughs> I don't want to hey, be pissed. I mean, cool, I don't man. even, I don't even like analingus, but, uh, the fact that, you know, it sets a precedent for attractive women and urine. I think and it's a dangerous precedent too. It is. Yeah. You can, well, you can't really, but that's the thing about urine is it's sterile. So you can't really get sick. From it, there's really nothing wrong with drinking it. It's <laughs> bad. It That's tastes not, bad. Tastes there's gotta be stuff probably, in there. No, it's all sterile. They, yeah, that's true. There are people who think that it um, helps open up. Sort. It's basically there are people who describe it the way I describe kratom, and the taste. <laughs> The taste of urine is honestly probably better than kratom. <laughs> all right, I have to jump in here. I. <laughs> For anyone listening, every time we record, Anders has a big thing of Kratom. It's how he gets into podcast mode. But now, I mean, 
I'm thinking, you know, Andrews brings this jug of Kratom to the recording every time we do this. I'm just going to start drinking a big jug of piss every time we podcast. Yeah. To really open up my neurons and get the You don't have to do that. No one is saying you have to do. I I did a Google search, can you drink urine? And this is the first thing you see is 95% of it's sterile, but then the other stuff is like body waste, Anders. You shouldn't. It's like a desert last ditch thing you should do. What if it's your body? Alex. You think people aren't drinking piss out there? Right now, you gotta stop we- it. <laughs> Everyone, oh. stop doing it. <laughs> this is the this is the thing. Listen, I mean, you said I ate cum. Like I'm, I'm familiar with what we're talking about here. All right, but yeah, you. Yeah. I, I I know sex workers who have men drink their piss all the time. Yeah, the the what you do apparently. I find you can do it, but why? What are, I mean, if it's for it to end a, a rock show, that's actually one of the best case scenarios to be drinking piss. I think what you do is apparently is you just drink a lot, and then but you know when you go out to a bar and you earn like your fifth beer, at that point it's just be, like just water. Oh right? yeah, so you like, can drink that piss. You should sure. not drink like the when the first when you wake up in the morning and you have been sitting there all night and you piss like and it looks like fucking dark yellow like an orange wine. Yeah, you should brown and there's blood that. in it. That's disgusting. <laughs> You'll die if you drink that. But you can just drink, you know, the piss that you're pissing after the six pack of beer has gone through you and it's totally sterile. Right. Although, so I don't think that's what like. Well, I, that's why the guy in the video wanted to get pissed on. I think he was like somebody who could come and, and explain all this because he seemed like he had an agenda. Like he What's that, man? showed up to get pissed on. But I was reading about it. And apparently the woman in the, in the band, like the whole show, she was kind of complaining that she had to take a piss. And like, you know, you're a performer. There's just yes. like stage right. rules. So you're like, your set is from fucking nine to ten o'clock and you can't go take a piss in the middle of yeah. your set. So I guess they just got off to a weird start. She was just like, man, I like at the beginning, fuck, I already have to piss. This is bad news. An hour is a long time to hold in a piss. And then there's a guy in the audience who's like, excuse me, I have a solution to your problem. And somehow they piss on my face, miss. (laughs) Stop playing music and piss on my face. He had like a like a beer can like attached to his forehead like a unicorn. So he like premeditated this on some level and then they <laughs> found like a perfect solution to the problem with him going up and then her pissing like as the final what's crazy is i think that was the end of the set like she could have just been pissed after her set but uh you know she's a performer i'm assuming i i think it was a great idea is one of the best ways to to piss and to drink piss and uh, this is a viral video of a, a, a brass band covering Rage Against the Machine songs. It's in the spirit of Wake Up, which is how she's ending it. And uh, she's she's taking the piss, right? She's having a piss, mate. You can tell <laughs> watching her flow, there's a lot of piss in there. It's a do or die situation. She's blasting him with piss. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a good closer, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. The golden rule of performing is start strong and strong. Golden rule. See what I did there? Right. Don't don't put another song after you piss on a guy. 
That would be so weird if they didn't can't top it. <laughs> <laughs> and she came out and just, just took a shit or something. Right. Yeah, that's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too far. Yeah. And it's weird because their band, like afterwards, they released a statement where they were like, you would think you do something like that. And then you're like funny about it. But they were just like, yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no one intended for that to happen, actually. Why? Because it got on the stage? I the, One of the band members that wasn't her said she got kind of out of control. So it sounds like they're a band. So they're okay. all mad at each other all the time for band shit and they like the guy they interviewed about it didn't think it was funny but like you should probably lean into that if you yeah. do something that wild as a performer well i mean like uh, you, for that week he has a great story to back up his side of the band narrative where he's like you want to know how out of control she is she's pissing on people everyone on the internet's seeing it because we're trying <laughs> to play a song and she's pissing on the audience and now we're just a piss band but guess who the fucking most famous band in America is right now, today? That band momentarily, and then, you know, back to normal. But right. yeah, you, then imagine uh, dragons again for the 700th <laughs> day in a row. But yeah. maybe, they, maybe they're backing away from it because it's going to be the expectation now at every show they do. Like, like she's going to have to do it again. Like it's the, I didn't it's do a dangerous boy precedent. Episode of The Simpsons where he has to say, I didn't do it yeah, every time. I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, that would be difficult to do, actually, just in terms of controlling bodily. Like, if you had to piss every show, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Uh-huh. There's a, a comedian who I probably should not name, but he's now fairly well-known, uh, who at an open mic several years ago at the Pine Box Rock Shop uh, fingered himself in the butt on stage. <laughs> uh, it was quite the quite the set. Um, inspiring, really. What was the... What was the context? A long open mic where, you know, and this is what happens, especially with New York open mics, you get progressively drunk over, you know, three, if you're in names in the bottom of the bucket and, uh, you know, group after group gets called up groups of five and you're, you know, in the 10th group and you've been there for three hours chugging brewskis and then it's your time to go up and you just have all this uh, energy uh, from and restlessness from waiting and you're drunk. And so you, Will sometimes do wild and crazy things. Was Thank this God. you? <laughs> yeah. Just from the explanation you gave, is this a thing you did? I have pissed myself on stage and sort of uh, made a bit out of it, but um, I did not figure myself in the butt. But, Wait, you've pissed yourself what, on what? stage? What? Okay, well, I, <laughs> I had leakage. And I, I went to the bathroom before my set and I, you know, Sprayed a little, got a little leakage pre or excuse me, post piss. Oh, yeah. Pants. The thing from the I think you should leave sketch. Where does it get wet? Uh, wet spot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a stop. visible wet spot. And something I've seen comedians do a lot is they're like, I just spilled water on my. Right. <laughs> my you get in front, front of it. Right. And I, I was like, this is piss. Yeah. I no. Oh, good for you. Just yeah. tell them it's piss. Come on. Right. Who are we kidding at that point? Yeah. Yeah. We're You're telling not, truth up here. This is piss. Yeah. I held it in bad and it's piss. If you can get piss on yourself on stage, you're doing a better job than somebody who right. is, has. It's interesting. Yeah. Being and I'll weird. say it. That's what I'm into sexually because my roommate's a model and she <laughs> likes to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> that story didn't quite. But you know what? Good for you, man. Whatever the reason Maybe. being, you know. 
<laughs> Tell me more about your model roommate who drank her own piss. Uh, well, she kept in a Starbucks Frappuccino bottle by the toilet in the apartment. Whoa. And, um, you know, it helped her with stuff. Uh, what did said, it help her with? What did it help her with? Interdimensional awareness. Is, is that what she said? That's what she said. And, she, and immunity. So no. she could say legal immunity. That. Yeah. Well, yeah, that may be in. And I'm not saying this is uh, anything wrong with it, but it could You're be a good. Honor, I drink my own piss. Right, You're right. honor. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take anything I do, you know, as valid in court because I drink my own piss. Well, but, I may not be so big city lawyer. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> but she, she would say to people like someone said, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to honey. And she said, you know what you should do is uh, eat a bunch of honey, but drink your own piss before and after. I'm and against you will now. no longer be allergic to honey. And I, I wouldn't go with that. In fact, <laughs> later, she know. died from honey allergies. <laughs> I should I probably should have, you know, OK, run this by certain people before there's I sh- no way anyone will find this person unless you okay. say their name right now <laughs> well I, i'm just gonna dig myself in deeper i'd get uh That's him my He's family just, right now. roommate <laughs> yeah, i'm a hot girl True. it's naomi <laughs> but a lot of people and this is the thing about alternative medicine that i've been discovering i guess i've known for a while but they are right like 12 percent of the time and that 12% makes a huge difference. But you can't depend on it for stuff like COVID. There was a doctor I went to as a teenager. I went to all kinds of crazy doctors who would say totally wacky things. Like I had a doctor, and I've been about this, but I have a doctor who told me that every time I ate gluten, it produced morphine in my stomach and made me stoned all the time. No idea if that's true or false, but that's what a doctor said. And I went to this other just wacky dude who... Uh, was like a very charismatic guy, but would just say off the wall shit. And apparently he has been now, I read this in uh, local media in Minnesota. He has been telling people that uh, masks don't work, that they should not get vaccinations. And he is now dead. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. They said in the his the official statement though was his death was tobacco related, uh, which I sincerely doubt that that was the um, decisive thing. But moral of the well, story, there are a couple things. You know, he recommended uh, different diet stuff that was helpful, but uh, don't don't depend on that for like life or death illnesses. Do not go to a homeopath if you have tuberculosis. The moral of the story is there is only one tried and true way that science has discovered to properly immunize yourself from the novel coronavirus 19, uh, which is to drink just a big old bucket of piss. Drink a bucket of piss. Straight out of a woman's pussy while she's performing. Yeah, uh, it's going to catch on. They're, they're going to serve Kratom with piss. It's going to be the, the mixture. I think in the coming years at uh, like holistic places and especially if this, this is from uh, brass, what is it called? Rise against brass or whatever. Brass against brass, brass against. against this please. is brass against piss and it's extra fucking uh, psychedelic and you put it in your kratom and you drink it up. The person has to be singing uh, bulls on parade while yeah. it's happening. Otherwise it won't work. It was wake up. 
from the the ending song in the matrix wake up and it was the breakdown part where they just start like listing like oppression (laughs) systems (laughs) oh does kind of make more sense man i love the musical decisions rage against the machine would make where they'd just be like this is a four minute long bridge just about classrooms i don't like yeah. yeah yeah break it break it break it down one of the coolest things i think they did was uh, and james sudomian who was on the show told us he was there for this in 2000 democratic national convention in la they played a show and it, the cops came in and while they were playing there's like a brawl and they it was crazy um that's i think uh that's you know one of the points in history that I would like to like go back and just be there, be a fly on the wall. Therefore, wouldn't want to get shot with a rubber bullet, but would want to throw my piss on the cops at least. Do you think that we could convince like conspiracy brain dead like Facebook boomers that just jank them is how you? They don't want you to know that if you do jank them, you immunize yourself yeah. for the virus. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to take the vaccine. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have no doubt the urine therapy people are already. Saying that they think it fixes everything, yeah. Right? They're far ahead of the game. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's another week. It's a, <laughs> I, the roommate, America. <laughs> roommate in question, very intelligent person and very cool, good person. And you know, I don't know that she's necessarily wrong about everything. And and I, I don't even know if she actually still practices this. This is like 10 years ago. Special guest, Anders, hot scientist roommate. <laughs> yeah, just holding a beaker full of piss. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little tube where it goes over your head and around the room. <laughs> More yeah, like yeah. scientist. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Uh, this might be the longest we've ever gone without introing the show. Hello, welcome to Pot Damn America. I'm Jake Flores. Um, wait, uh, piss names. I'm Jake Flores. Right. The sound of piss. Alex Pistack is here. Alex Pistack. I'm just having a piss, mate. And of course, Anders P here. Of course. <laughs> ah. Boom. The podcast is derailed, baby. Uh, up, knock him down. We have to get into the actual news, though. I could do hours of podcasting about the piss thing because it's so funny to me, but we I have, must recuse myself. Our obligation to tell the truth simply will not abide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Piss is just so funny. I One time I was touring with uh, Mishka, who's been on the show, and uh, he told me this story that burned into my mind because it made me laugh so hard about being on the road and like with a band and like um this guy was driving and he had switched out from the other guy and uh the other guy was a chewer he'd chew like tobacco Ah. and he had a dr pepper going and he was spitting his chew into the tobacco or is his dr pepper doctor no he's just spitting he's using the dr pepper as a spit cup spitting his tobacco spit into it and then they'd switch drivers and uh, when the other guy took a bottle from the cup holder and he took a big swig of it and he realized it wasn't what it was supposed to be and he swallowed it and then he was like oh my god oh my god what was 
did I just drink the dip cup? And the other guy holds up the Dr. Pepper and goes, no, this is the dip cup. You just drank piss. Why I get Dr. Pepper and snus juice after effect, whatever that they have the same color, but piss. Was there something wrong with this guy that it was like, no, was you're driving brown? long hours. You just piss in a bottle, man. Well, no, but the color of it. Oh, I don't I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. I'd imagine he just was driving and just reached and just didn't even it. look at the. Okay. And then he was like, "Oh no, did I drink the dip cup?" You know. The one time I pissed in a bottle in the car, I overflowed the bottle, and it was like one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. I mean, it's if you're pissing that much or you're overflowing it, it's probably just water. You could just drink, just drink it off. <laughs> I was saying. Yeah, take your long hose penis and uh, move the bottle to your mouth while pissing in it. <laughs> Listen, I'm a real American. When I was growing up, we'd drink straight out the hose, you know? Oh, I'm but, proud to be an American, or at least at I least can't I drink this. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, by the way, I think is the official college song of the University of Austin, Texas. which mm. And the ringtone of a certain judge. Ooh. Which path do we go? Well, probably the one that I said that came first. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> also, my joke makes more sense. I don't okay, know. Fine. What do you mean? God, this fucking podcast is such a power struggle sometimes. No, my <laughs> the, the connection just the neuron just fired and I uh, have Tourette's. No, 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 it's okay. I feel like I'm battle rapping you with like segues sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I feel. Yeah, Andrew's drive to Segway is like why you can't give a, all cops guns because like he has to do it. He can't stop himself. <laughs> it is kind of a fun verbal game to just see like who can actually pull this off harder. <laughs> well, that, speaking of, <laughs> it's well, just a battle of, of will. Forbidden, uh, forbidden truths, such that uh, urine uh, can help you. Yeah, you can drink it. Right. That's a, actually a course they are teaching at the University of Austin. Right. Because the first thing that they're teaching is a, uh, a like a run of classes called forbidden courses. <laughs> I'm teaching uh. beverage lies at the University of Austin. <laughs> so uh, people have probably heard about this by now, but there's some funny details. So Barry Weiss, the writer who famously canceled herself from the New York Times and is part of the intellectual dark web just like unveiled last week this I guess it was a Substack post and then it comes along with like something you could call a business plan I guess I'm not really sure it's just sort of a PDF they made uh, announcing the intent to start a University of Austin, which is very confusing because there's a very well-known college that I attended in Austin called the University of Texas at Austin. So they're apparently going to start another college in this college town that's dominated by like one of the biggest state schools in the country. And, it's a great uh, idea. The economy's already set up for them. The The address of where they've officially i guess like established this business is two blocks from my old apartment that i lived in when i went to ut and worked at 24th and st gabriel at a place called friedman's that was next to a place called quattro's that was stupid and next to a place 
called Wing Stop that I worked at also. Ooh, I love Wing Stop. No, it wasn't Wing Stop, it was Wing Zone. Because it wasn't ah. a it was the other thing. Um but Get they're just the zone. it's like a shitty college apartment or something across the street from a Starbucks. It sounds like they made it up in the Starbucks. And it's like if you read into what they're announcing, they're saying like, um, oh, we're we're like raising money right now to acquire land. So I don't know. They're gonna try to put it somewhere on like the outskirts of town. And there like are other colleges in Austin, but this isn't still insane. I think it's like a 50-50 shot. This all ends up on Zoom. And they're gonna say, you know, before every Zoom class, hey, just so you know, we're not doing this because of COVID, because of social distancing. We're doing this because we don't have the land yet. They just want to make it very clear. Well, first of all, they're going to uh, never get accredited. So you're going to be taking your Zoom course at the University of Austin, Texas. That is not legally backed and is just actually a wacky Zoom you keep going to and paying $40,000 a year for or whatever. Yeah, it's like so. Right. The first kind of bit here, everyone's kind of running on them. It's oh, this is University of Phoenix online. Right. Mm-hmm. This is like a scam weird online school. Uh, because they don't have a campus and they don't have accreditation, so they can't give out degrees. But they've got like a plan listed of like, oh, we're eventually going to get accredited and all this stuff. Um, I think like the what they're going for is the weird like freedom school thing, like those libertarian colleges mm-hmm. like we talked about, like I Lafave started the Ayn Rand schools that are like funded with Coke money and shit like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting because they, as on principle, right, the Freedom School did not want to be accredited. Is that accurate? I can't remember. Okay, I think I remember that. And it'll be interesting to see if they try to get accredited and fail and then say, oh, we actually didn't even want that in the first place. We you see, I think that's a misread of what this school is, though, because the Freedom School is an ideological project. It's the the libertarian counterculture school. Whereas this yeah. is pure internet insanity bubbling into the real world. Mm. Like nothing they're doing is like actually challenging campus culture or whatever they think they're doing. Like, I don't even understand what the full concept is. Like they're just going to make an, a new college with their own teachers. That's what every college does. Like what is the hot premise here? Forbidden courses is actually a cooking class. It's uh, a <laughs> drink piss. Um, Who's so, forbidding the courses is my question. <laughs> that's the thing, right? That's like a it's made up. It's, is it going to be like they teach Pluto is still a planet or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> People need to get over that, by the way. There's so many millennials who Sign are Sign up like, for our lie classes where we teach you wrong information. <laughs> You have um, to. You need four to graduate. I we switched rooms. I don't like shit in front of me, but there, there's like a couple of staff members already, um, already involved, and they're like famously canceled people. So who's the first one? There's like a woman who's um, a turf, and she's considers herself to be like, oh, I got canceled. I'm oppressed because I said some weird thing about bathrooms or some shit, right? And the, of course, their uh, their prelude is always not a turf, not actually a turf, because I'm not a radical. I think is what the subtext is there. Yeah, right. you're just a teff, right? <laughs> um, 
The loony online left came after me when I said that dogs is boys and cats is girls. There's another person who's like, you know, had a scandal at some point. Nobody remembers about how they're like a Muslim and then they renounce their religion and they're an anti-Muslim or whatever activist now because they think it's an anti-feminist religion or whatever. It's just Oh, Ayan Hirsi Ali. There you go. Yeah, she's de- like declared uh, basically a reverse fatwa, if you will. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but she is wants to destroy Muslim Islam, the religion. She just wants to completely, you know, most people will say radical Islamic terrorism or something like that, but she wants the entire religion destroyed. Yeah. Um, so How there's is that like- a class. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You can expect like, you know, well, just a whole menagerie of dorks like this that are I'm being murdered literally by, yeah. you know, criticism or whatever. Um, I'm sure that more and more will come out because they have this program where you can uh, they're, they're like trying to raise funds pretty desperately. It looks like so like, you know, you can pay a certain amount of money and get a chair on the board or whatever. And then like. For like a hundred million dollars, you can have one of the campuses named after you, or one of the colleges, I guess, because there's multiple colleges on a campus. I don't know if I've been to college it's so fucking long. I don't remember entirely how this works. And they said in their like weird PDF manifesto thing, it's uh, the reason they chose Austin is because if it's good enough for Rogan and Musk, it's good enough for us. So interesting precedent for a college. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Rogan is like who you're inspired by. The guy right. that was on news radio. We cannot emphasize enough. Uh, will not be involved with this college in any way. <laughs> Has nothing to do with it. Not really related oh. at all, except it's a guy from the Internet. What I'm wondering is, is will he, you know, will they have like a wrestling program or an MMA program? They might be the first school to have an actual MMA program. Well, they said they're not doing sports. I don't think. Well, I think that they said like they'll outsource them, or so, I don't know what that. Hear exactly him means. out. <laughs> they like, but the, but they said we're gonna, you know, that's uh, we're gonna be able to save tuition costs because we won't have things like athletic departments. Well, they'll be intramural or whatever. But athletic departments like make a ton of money. Like that's how a lot of schools stay afloat like they don't need to be charging as much intuition as they are yeah no i mean have you ever heard of the university of texas yeah long hordes right. it's like their whole thing i do think an mma program is a great way to bankrupt this fucking <laughs> scam school before it begins Actually, you know what it'll be they'll let a palestinian student give like a speech against apartheid in the ring and get like get to beaten to death the immediately yeah. <laughs> to fight someone from the IDF. His yeah. kidney I, explodes. I'm actually Krav Maga. They're going to do Krav Maga classes for sure. I'm reading about it right now. And it's uh, they're actually they have um, a program for water sports. Just <laughs> All right. That uh, took me a second. <laughs> it's uh, what people call piss pissing on each other. Folks. All right. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, Andrew Dice Clay moments, the uh, bomb, uh, was he's supposed to give an award. He, he does award shows for some reason, or did at one point. And uh, he goes on stage, and it was like a water sports award thing, or like, I don't know why he was there, but he opens with, 
I was never that into water sports, at least the ones that take place in the ocean. Oh, and like no one laughed except for one guy. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Um, he's just holding a glass of piss like around his head, like the way he smokes that cigarette. Yeah, he's <laughs> drinking it. Um, so the only, you know, honestly, I tried to like read into this, and I couldn't really find that much information about it that would be really that that damning because it's like not a real thing yet. But what I did find, the one thing that's you know exactly kind of what you expected was. One of the chairs and investors of the University of Austin is this guy named Joe Lonsdale, who's the founder of Palantir uh, Technologies, a prolific venture capitalist who is pretty, uh, he's, you know, he's friends with Peter Thiel. He always like worked with Peter Thiel. He's one of those guys. Um, And he was in the news recently because he he criticized Pete and Chas and Buttigieg for taking parental leave when they had a child because I guess he's saying like, you know, you didn't do anything (laughs) or whatever, Uh, (laughs) which is pretty funny. But I guess their baby was like sick or some shit. Yeah. Um, You know, it's a newborn baby. Right. But also, uh, I think he was trying to make like a statement about the concept of parental leave because that was something that was in the news recently. It was actually something Joe Rogan was going around as a soundbite with recently where he was talking about how like, but just he's literally the way Rogan phrased it was like, imagine you're an employer, which right off the bat, this is everything you need to know about Joe Rogan. You've lost me. (laughs) Like, I'm not ever imagining I'm an employer. That's rich douchebag shit, right? And he's like, and you got a, a man who had a kid and he was says he wants to take a month off of work and you got to pay for it. I don't know why that's I'm doing Joe Rogan like he's uh, <laughs> Dickory Dickory Doc. <laughs> Paid leave is bullshit. I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think that it was like a point about masculinity or something. And he sees Pete as the uh, alpha in the marriage, I guess. And yeah. Uh, I think he's, tra- he's trying to like woke code it by being like women do so much and men are trash. And so you don't need that trash around the house. Yeah, but it, they're bit, both literally men. And <laughs> but I think that the greater point that these people fucking make is just like we let you have the mom off. OK, you get the mom off. But you got to come do wage slavery for me some more. I mean, the first sentence that you said of the, of the, the quote of like, imagine you're a boss explains his entire worldview from it, which is like, OK, I'm a boss. What? You're not grinding for me anymore. I hate this free money system we've set up. Yeah, no, it's stupid. I mean, that's just everything you need to know about right. someone like Rogan's point of view is like that is not. The whole thing that he gets like celebrated for all the time is being, you know, oh, he's so objective and he's so curious. But like, if your starting point is, um, hold on, imagine you're a boss. That's right. That's also um, true for the eight hour day and the weekend. But (laughs) we do those. (laughs) Yeah, because thinking about this, if you if you think about it from the point of view of someone who already like has incentives as a small business owner or whatever, you're just uh, that's not a good way to imagine how to engineer a society. Imagine you work at the fucking place, you know, 
I mean, from I, that perspective, you got to have children operating heavy machinery because they have the perfect tiny hands to do it. Yeah. And like, uh, what if the fucking government paid you the money for your employee to take off work? You Now you're fine. You know, I don't know. We don't have time to go down a Rogan wormhole. He's fucking dumb. Oh, you got uh, off is- this time, man. You got off this time, Joe. We're so going to figure know. out what your voice sounds like in four to six weeks, and then it's game over for you, bud. No one can really do a good Rogan impression because he just kind of talks. He's just very curious. Like, he's just like, he, he talks like he like whispers kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's like kind of like, and then he does a crescendo when he like starts talking about an animal where he's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like when when you see like a tiger in the wild and it's like, <laughs> he raises his hands up. I don't know. I can't, I can't get in there. I can hear it in my head, but I can't quite find it. Cause it's a boring voice. Yeah. It just, it doesn't stick. At, it could be anybody. That's why nobody does him. Yeah. I guess the only defining characteristic of his voice really is he's got like a hint of a California accent in there where he's kind of like, dude, is he from California? I mean, he lived there for a long time. Yeah. He's practically a long beach bad boy. But he's not the Long Beach bad boy, which is a different bald guy who fights. What is this thing in the notes here about Palestinian NGOs getting shut down? Yeah, so... um, Funny you mentioned that. Yeah. (laughs) While these forbidden classes and all this, you know, suppressed knowledge and uh, search for truth is being, um, you know, sort of sprouted or they're trying to combat the uh, sensorial nature of American society now. Um, Palestine is uh, experiencing a crackdown on NGOs who are, that are being designated terrorist organizations by the Israeli government with zero evidence. So you, you're not hearing a peep from someone like Barry Weiss, and it's been repeated ad nauseum. Like, this is literally how she began her sort of political uh, activity was as a college student. Um, getting, you know, pro-Palestinian professors fired. And uh, she does not really give a hoot about, uh, for lack of a better term, free speech in a in a uh, sort of consistent way. Um, you know, they don't have anything to say. I think if they're pressed on it, I think that maybe this was after the Harper's letter. But, and I think this was uh, Chatty Williams, but he was pressed on, um, uh, what's his name? I think Nathan Robinson getting fired from The Guardian because she wrote a pro-Palestine essay and uh, Chatterton, Thomas Chatterton Williams was like, yeah, that's bad. Okay, fine. But he did it like begrudgingly. But none of these other people like ever really say anything on behalf of Palestinian people or uh, activists or intellectuals who are literally just being outlawed at this point in Israel, like they it's it's such a massive disconnect that, you know, there's not even that much I can say about it because it's just so blatantly hypocritical. But yeah, that that is a And if I was a student there, I would try to bring that up, I guess. Why is there not a class about the actual history of uh, the Nakba or stuff like that? Or why are you not having solidarity with people whose speech and just a right to inquiry really is being suppressed here in uh, a, by a government that our tax dollars support. Yeah, I'm trying to take this class on the Nakba, but 
The only thing on the sheet is um, forbidden beverages. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why I should have to take that. Yeah. I mean, and it's such a ridiculous, it's just a blatantly ridiculous thing. They, the Israeli government bases it on, uh, this is common knowledge, or they claim this is wildly known that the NGOs in question uh, laundered money into the PFLP, which is, you know, nothing. I don't, I don't personally have a problem with the PFLP, but like legally they're not supposed to do that, but there's just no evidence. Like the best they can do is like they uh, were involved in public activities, um, like helping sick people, poetry classes talk about forbidden knowledge or courses they they gave poetry classes that some people in the pflp uh you know were were in but that doesn't mean they were funding them there's just zero evidence for this and they're literally calling them terrorists yeah she's been in the news for so much crazy shit the last few years i totally forgot that was like the original thing about her yeah <clears throat> I was taking a minute to figure out how PFLP would work in an OPP other people's pussy kind of way. <laughs> and the closest I got was Polish females, lazy pussy. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been thinking about the last minute or two. <laughs> well, speaking of pussies, um, Kyle Rittenhouse is on trial for that pussy ass bitch. Murdering people, and he's uh, looking good. Like he's probably gonna walk. If I was a gambling man, bro, uh, <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> like, yeah. there's been so much happening this week that's been so much fun for all of us on the internet. But it does have this underlying like strain of like, uh oh, oh, it's gonna be legal to shoot people at protests. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, this trial like i mean that's one thing about it is like okay does this set a precedent where all these people are going to feel empowered to walk around open carrying and killing people even more than they already do like kind of a weird cultural touchstone like george zimmerman or something like that mm -hmm. um i'm kind of wondering if this might cause people to pop off again and you know in terms of organizing black lives matter events and stuff like that that might turn into a thing. I, every once in a while, I talk to somebody who's like, summer 2020, it's going to happen again, you know, just because Biden's elected doesn't matter. And I'm like kind of skeptical because I think the summer of 2020 was a perfect storm in terms of contradictions and shit that led to a, something happening, like an uprising. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if, uh, if this led to like another round of mass protest. Because it does, I mean, it, <clears throat> it doesn't sound good, but namely because of this fucking judge who looks like Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. And <laughs> the more stuff that comes out about him, it seems like he's incredibly biased. Yeah. Although it sounds like he used to, like, he's kind of known for having a biased against defendants. But in this situation, it seems like it's getting flipped around, which well, could he's just got a bias as a super conservative political judge. Right, yeah. right. Because usually it's not a white kid that is the defendant. Right. So, yeah, the bias isn't actually defendant versus prosecutor. It's just racial, right? Um, it's manifested in some interesting ways, though. Like, he told the prosecution they're not allowed to pinch zoom on pictures because it pixelates the picture, which he argued is tampering 
with the photo <laughs> which is just like if you're 70 years old that's fine but like don't say this on the record where the rest of us can read it and stuff like i'll show you where the podcast app is grandpa we'll just let's do this off camera well his thing is that he's like one of those fucking guys that wants to do stand-up and so is taking advantage of every opportunity in his actual job to sort of like orate and tell these long-winded stories that i think he thinks are more powerful than they actually are and stuff and like a lot of these have been caught on film and then tweeted around and went viral and stuff and that thing about the phone screen he's making this long ass point where he he explains that he uses the screenshot function on his phone to save text messages that would otherwise i guess be deleted because he has his settings to delete his texts or whatever and he's like when i want to remember something I screenshot it and then email it to myself. Already insane. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the I, guy who, who Googles YouTube to get to YouTube. Yeah, he types in HTTP slash whatever worldwide web dot, you know. He calls like, his friend Jeeves when he needs to ask Jeeves. He's explaining that he doesn't understand how to use technology the way the rest of us do because he's fucking old. And he's saying, therefore, this the fact that when I screenshot and then fucking take a picture of a picture of a picture and email it to myself through three accounts. And then when it gets to me, it's like it's not um, it's pixelated. So instead of like, you know, registering like something like a vector or something where you could zoom in on it and it maintains fidelity and stuff. He's saying this, therefore, serves as a the premise of uh, me stating a rule where you can't use zoomed in pictures and be also like a metaphor in general for like you know how you can't trust all sorts of information and shit and this is all during a moment in the trial where he's supposed to just be like moving on like he's like not <laughs> doing 10 minutes or whatever um now the selection which, of this specific judge i feel like should be the scandal i don't understand how Judges are picked. Does it? Does anybody, Anders? You must know about this, right? Like, how, if you're a judge, how do you get assigned to a case? Uh, rotation. I have no idea. Like, is this like a? Is this a just a your random judge in Milwaukee, or is this like a political appointment to ensure this kid gets off? Because it feels like the second one. Well, he is definitely, I mean, he's a Kenosha judge. He's like notorious. Like people yeah. get their cases purposely moved away from him all the times because he's just notorious, like hard ass, would throw you in jail. And he uh, also, I mean, I don't, I don't know the direct answer to your question, but a part of that question is uh, he's run unopposed for like 25 years for reelection. So no one is challenging this in any fucking way, you know, any meaningful way or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I'm not a fucking he, legal person. I'm not yeah, even he, alleging he, that this is a conspiracy. This is just a, a alarming pattern in American life. The conservative coalition movement in the last 20 to 40 years has taken positions like judgeships and has political control over small areas of the real world in a way that like there is no organized left to combat it. And it shows up all throughout every manifestation of our politics. Right. One small beacon of hope is uh, Pittsburgh. And we talked to 
Maria Guido on the uh, election night stream. They they did uh, replace some judges, I believe. They they had left out organized and ran people who had been on the other side, and uh, they're changing things there. But it's yeah, like a massive, massive amount of far right judges who have been groomed by, you know, what's that society? The Alec and the uh, the other fucking thing. Oh, heritage, not not heritage. One of those fucking terrible. There's like ten right? of those. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the fucking the Constitution Center or some right. shit like that. Right. But uh, but yeah, this guy has been there since like, I think the 80s. And apparently there was a lawyer once who <laughs> just didn't want to sit down as he was delivering or like, I don't know if it was delivering it or someone else was delivering and he, he chose to stand up. Um, but the judge Schroeder, the guy, crazy guy was like, you have to sit down. And he said, I, I don't think I do. I, I, I don't want to sit down. And he sentenced him to a day in jail. He got jailed. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing in his jail cell. Yeah. That is the thing is a, as a, uh, character this is a flawless addition to the world this uh wacky giant chicken judge in charge of the kyle rittenhouse trial <laughs> right yeah because he's like he's ridiculous conservative like everybody knows the thing that came out last week about how he said at the beginning of the trial you shouldn't ref- we should get away like try to refrain from referring to the people who were killed as victims right off the bat everyone's like here we go again, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then he did this thing on Veterans Day where he was like, we should do an applause for the troops. And no one in the room was a troop, except for it turns out the next witness, which is just like, I'm not a lawyer, but I I don't think you're supposed to give a round of applause. For, now like, I'm just a simple country chicken. <laughs> <laughs> How many applause breaks are there supposed to be in a murder trial exactly? Yeah, I don't maybe none, you know? Yeah. You're not supposed to piss on anyone either. So the next thing that happened um of note is probably like this obvious thing where Kyle Rittenhouse attempted to cry while describing the whole incident and when he had to kill someone and he felt so bad about it and yada 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 yada. it's like he's like there's no tears on his face he looks like a sociopath um he's 17 18 at this point doesn't have any acting chops you know so it's like hilariously forced and bad and he's like a sociopath right it is a uh it's a real make it or break it situation the make fake tears or go to jail i imagine that that his defense coached him and was like you have to try oh no 100 like yeah really choke up and think about dead dogs from your past and stuff and and i honestly i have a weird connection to to this just emotionally they're just replaying the first five minutes of up over and over again yeah thinking about the futurama dog and stuff and all this (laughs) people have in the bank for that sort of shit. But like I went on an acting audition the other day. I just every once in a while randomly get stuff like that, you know, part of being a comic in the big city. Right. And uh, I don't act. I, I do like voice stuff sometimes. So uh, when I answer audition emails, I'm like, oh, cool. It'll probably be something like that. And then I every once in a while show up and it's like 
oh no, they want you to like full on act. And uh, I did this commercial for like this commercial audition for like a, a gym or something. And it's really difficult. I to get fully engaged with like your body and stuff. Do they want you to cry? No, but like I felt like Kyle Rittenhouse for a moment (laughs) because like it's it's not an easy thing to do. And I was like, I'm doing about as good as I think he's doing, and that should tell you something. A, I don't go to the gym. B, Kyle Rittenhouse feels no remorse for killing two people on self-defense. And here's the thing, though. And when I I do think and this goes back to acting is that good actors who and this is one, I guess, maybe the reason I never fully pursued acting is because I was never able to cry on command. Um, It was very difficult. Uh, to just produce the tears, you know. Think about piss and how you can't. <laughs> so much of it out there that you can't drink. But, well, and that, but that's the question, though. It's like, do you think of something from your own life that makes you triggers you and re-traumatize yourself or whatever? Or I think it's really just a physiological ability that you have to develop. But um, most, but I feel like acting in movies set an unrealistic expectation for elegant crying. In reality, and this is why I was somewhat sympathetic to the Rittenhouse testimony. In reality, most people are very ugly criers. Like it looks weird and strange and, and gross. Um, but the fact that he had no tears on his face was like that to me, that's a giveaway. Uh, and the fact someone captured a screenshot where he's like looking at the jury to see if they're reacting. Right. Um, yeah. The yeah. one thing I do not hold him. <laughs> I do not hold against this like mass shooter child we're all talking about is uh, having to try to cry to get out of jail. That's the one way I feel sympathetic to him. (laughs) I mean, other than that, he was like Dylan roofing it, but it's okay now. But whatever. I mean, he is a child. So there is like some extent to where like, you know, it's. Uh, he killed people, and so our tendency is to look at this and go like, you "But he bastard. isn't sorry." That's the difference, <laughs> right? But like, what's? Why isn't he sorry? At some point, I'm like, the society failed, and the result is we're creating kids who like don't even understand that when they're killing people, it's a bad thing, right? Uh, maybe I'm going too galaxy brain on this or whatever. Well, yeah, a lot of it has to do with his his mom. His mom is 38 years old. Like he's a, I, I I have to do some important Googling right now. Oh, she looks (laughs) like him. It's fucked up. Right. She looks like a 60 year old version of him. Yeah. Ah! But she's 38. (laughs) And like, you know, the whole story is, I don't know why I thought he'd have a hot mom. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe she was when she had him. Probably not. Well, fucking 17 years ago. Oh, I mean, a kid like this is going to wear you out. I mean, <laughs> look at the one thing we know he's been up to. <laughs> he was 17 year old. He goes to this fucking shit in Kenosha with a gun that he's like not licensed to have. So right off the bat, if this was a black person, bam, they're a threat and it's over. Right. And that's kind of what yeah. it's hanging in the air over this whole case is like, let's do a thought experiment. If this was a black person, would any of this shit be happening or would this be like an open and shut case? Right. And the answer is we live in America. We fucking know the answer. Right. But even with that in mind, like. You go through this and you're like, 
why to begin with do we have a kid who left the house to go protect like he said he was leaving to protect businesses from like i love it i love the concept of commerce fucking nerd like i don't know i need to trade goods (laughs) (laughs) that's insane and then the other angle of this that I just can't, couldn't stop thinking about when I was like reading through the play-by-play of what happened because that's like that's what a case like this kind of focuses on. Like it's a really finite series of events. Is um, the people that were like rushing to stop this kid who was standing around with like an assault rifle probably thought a mass shooting was about to happen, right? And they were right. I mean, that's the demographic. Dude does mass shootings. If you see a pale teenager with an assault rifle that they clearly like do not possess legally, is hasn't all of recent history taught us like you should rush that person or else like everyone around you is probably gonna get shot, right? right? Yeah. Maybe that's- I'm just stupid, but the whole element of this I cannot get over is we are a country in inundated with the pandemic of mass shootings of like Kyle Rittenhouse age boys showing up places and mowing everybody down. And then he does that, like regardless of what his defense is and whether it's legally self-defense in this whatever backwards ass legal code, he does a mass shooting. And the danger of this case, cause like, will it improve Kyle Rittenhouse to go to jail? You know, all the normal uh, 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 problems you have with jail are still there. Like, no, of course it won't. But I'm very worried politically that we are going to give a green flag to the showing up and killing people phenomenon and what that will mean for, you know, current events for the coming years. Yeah, and it's concerning. uh, Like, I've been trying to find out more about the composition of the jury and it's difficult to find exact uh numbers but uh at least one juror and numbers like racially honestly not that there aren't obviously black conservatives or white uh people are sympathetic to black lives matter but uh that that ultimately is going to make a big difference what kind of people are on the jury and the judges antics could backfire if there are enough just reasonable people no matter their politics well these people got picked for the jury you got to wonder what gets you into the kyle rittenhouse jury like you you don't have a predisposed opinion on this guy from the news yeah it's like 10 bone in there (laughs) 12 10 bones basically yeah but i mean it's it's in theory it's supposed to be both sides uh participate in the jury selection but one isn't there a lot of like in theory kind of yeah, on display yeah. right that's, now? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know who they are. And that's like, this that's system a, doesn't work. Right. right? <laughs> but the uh, but one of the jurors, well, at least he was dismissed, but he was on the jury. Uh, one of the guys said um, he made a joke, I think, on social media said, why did the Kenosha police shoot Jake Blake seven times? Because they ran out of bullets is what one of the jurors said meaning they were going to shoot him more times yeah uh, so that's not a bright spot i mean at least he was dismissed but yeah, kenosha wisconsin i'm not too uh faithful in their ability to really do anything but uh at you know 
at least uh, <laughs> convict somebody of of doing killing somebody, you know, a right wing maniac. So you think they will convict him? No, I don't. That's that's what I'm saying is Kenosha, Wisconsin is not the most, you know, I'm biased as a Minnesotan, but not the most enlightened or uh, competent people. I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm sorry. I called it Milwaukee earlier. <laughs> oh, so yeah. We all have ways like, to improve. This is where happy days happened. Happy days. Oh, right. And, you know, this is probably the, and that's the judge is like, I said this in group chat, but he's red foreman, basically, except like 10 times crazier, you know, 10 times more reactionary. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Colin Robinson because he looks more like him, but he's got the soul of red foreman. Yeah, Colin well, Robinson, right. he's not really sucking the energy out of the room. He's providing a lot of energy for the room. Yeah, he just looks like him. The metaphor doesn't work at all. We'll see if he is like Red Foreman truly because they have that 90s show coming out, which is going to be about Red and Kitty in the 90s. We can put the like, debate to rest. Yeah. I think he's more like that actor when you see him in like RoboCop and shit. He's right. like super angry and scary. That guy's always had a terrifying face. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, bleh. I don't know if there's much else to, to dwell uh, on this. Um, Astro World, should we uh, should we do a segue? How do we fucking do this? I feel like I had one more thing to say about Rittenhouse, and I can't remember it. We'll probably have to edit around this. Rittenhouse, Sorry. more like House of a Thousand Corpses. No, oh, not that. No, I have a a way to lead into this. Um, Shittenhouse. We all might have heard. By now that there's been a, a tragedy in Houston, Texas this last week. Uh, it's not funny. It's nothing to joke about. Not piss related. So, so, well, there's some piss in it. Um, really? Yeah. Skank Fest went off without a hitch at the secret group in Houston, Texas. And uh, it's uh, really people are mourning. It's, it's sad that. You know, they let nine guys named Mike all do comedy on the same festival. I mean, it's just a goddamn tragedy. I know Twitter's a buzz about it. And, you know, this is a comedy show, but some things aren't funny to joke about. I'm just kidding. Let's talk about Astroworld. Okay, so a bunch of people died at Astroworld. Um, I'm from Houston. I'll explain. Astroworld used to be a Six Flags theme park downtown near the Astro Dome, which is where the Houston Astros used to play. Notice the theme here. Um, but as the city did uh, normal city stuff that we're all familiar with, they tore down Astroworld. It's a huge bummer, right? But there's still like a um, like a staging ground where Astroworld used to be. And this is an important detail of this. It's run by Harris County, like the city, right? Uh-huh. And so because of that, I think that plays into this in an interesting way, which is that... Um, like the city is in charge of a lot of things that normally would be privatized when you have like a county fair type thing on public grounds like this, I think is what's going on here. I don't know. Could be wrong. Yell at me on the internet if I am. Um, but basically this thing happened where Travis Scott is a rapper uh, headlined what is like an annual festival. And, you know, we've all been to music festivals and shit. You know, the drill, there's people standing there at the 
gates, running security, but everything's really lax. And so there were videos earlier in the day of like security stuff already starting to break down, like uh, people rushing through the gates. Like it was insane. There's an insane video of like mobs of people just like all Naruto running through the gates and like security people just standing around going like, I, what the fuck do we do? Like they literally just, just mobbing it and there's no way to like shut the thing or whatever. So um, things got out of hand pretty bad. And I guess uh, when Travis Scott went on stage, like too many people were occupying the space up front and it wasn't regulated. And so people started to get trampled. And when I think eight people died, a ninth person has who was in critical condition has died. Uh, when this was happening, they had to like, like crowd surf the dead bodies out to the medical tent and shit. It's fucking crazy, right? It's tragedy. Um, people were administering CPR wrong because there was like there was like a guy who said he was there and he was, he was an EMT, but he was like partying. He wasn't there to do EMT shit, and he noticed that no one else was administering CPR. So all this horrible stuff happened. People died. A bunch of people were injured. Um, and now we're like kind of working through the fallout of it and the discourse and everything. And there's a few interesting things about it that I think probably are relevant to our show. Um, one is the satanic panic, which is insane. Um, there's like conspiracy theories on YouTube and TikTok and shit right now about how supposedly his stage was set up like an upside down cross and yada, yada, yada. And he's a demon and he was trying to sacrifice people to summon demons or a right side up cross, depending on your perspective. Right. Or depending on, you know, if you're a nerd and you know about how they actually used upside down crosses and Christian stuff and vice versa. Or it could just be um, T for the devil. Or Travis. Um, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so there's all sorts of that shit happening on like tiktok where people are like wait a minute travis is a cross t is a cross okay uh tell me but, god didn't have a plan <laughs> um the echo of the satanic panic is probably most prominent in the initial conspiracy theory which is that in order to avoid liability it seems like I don't know. This probably organically came in to fill like a vacuum where where um, liability was just sort of like causing this empty space. I, it's complicated to explain where conspiracy theories come from, but like basically, people started saying, "Oh, you know what actually happened is someone rushed in there with a syringe full of drugs and was like poking people and filling them with drugs," and. I don't think that that's proven to be true. I mean, they've done autopsies and stuff like that, and no one is, I think, chock full of whatever the fuck they're saying they they injected them with. Ivermectin. Uh, yeah, horse base. They were just trying to immunize everyone. They're trying to get the uh, jab. Yeah, they're trying to be it. when me and my boys get the jab. Um, but what's concerning is immediately, like the night of or the next day, there were like police giving statements about how they believed that there was an individual with a syringe who was drugging people and they proved this the way they prove everything that cops believe is true lately 
by uh, saying that one of their officers fainted and that they had to administer Narcan to them and that they found uh, a, like a, a, a hole in his neck, like the size of, you know, when you get a needle stuck in you and you could tell where the hole is. No, <laughs> like, they you found know, a drug hole. Yeah, like it's complete bullshit. They were doing the thing that they were doing like six months ago where they were saying like, oh, we have to give cops Narcan all the time because of fentanyl or whatever. Yeah, The story hasn't panned out at all. They kind of are clearly lying about it. And I think liability is the sort of uh, thing to keep an eye on here when trying to pick this story apart. Um, I mean, you did, that's a big thing to prove that a psycho was injecting people at random in the neck around a concert. Yeah, there's no motivation fact- to do that. You just have to be like a Buffalo Bill style lunatic. Right. You just have to be an extremely pro vaccination individual. The other like scapegoats here are Travis Scott himself, which um, I'm kind of of two minds about. I tend to think this is probably pretty similar to like what happened at Woodstock '99, uh-huh. where the organizers of the festival cut corners and set up a fucking tinderbox and when it went off they blamed fred durst because he was telling people to break stuff which is the title of the song of the band that you booked you know yeah. what i mean like you're fred durst is not responsible for what happened to woodstock 99. knocking on heaven's door and bob dylan said that it was an incitement to suicide yeah dude um so this is like class I and mean, that goes back into classic satanic panic stuff just blaming like artists where yeah. like the uh, all it's coming from inside the house right um travis scott i mean i i i think that the media around him is being presented in a way that is like just aiding in this for various reasons there is something that's kind of gross which is uh you know he's a rich rapper um he paid for all eight of the funerals of people that died and then i guess somebody dug up this detail where and he also is offering through some weird like we work wellness app one month of therapy for anyone that was affected by this so that's like that sucks that's pretty gross right but like you well, know it's better than enough and i mean you don't who knows why that is part of this deal i mean is it him personally or is he is he an artist who has management and stuff who are also probably pretty shitty and yeah. you know trying to handle all this stuff well my, my understanding is that live nation the uh you know, promoters or the people who run the shit essentially have a monopoly, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so they, there's no incentive to really have better safety standards. Right. So that's the second pillar of this whole thing, I think. One is the cops. This is a public like venue. And so a lot of what is happening here falls on the cops. And the second thing is that Live Nation uh is the only game in town when it comes to putting on live events right now and they don't have any incentive like it's this is like a trust busty sort of situation where uh yeah there's just no in in their legal like paperwork and in their um you know on their website and stuff when they describe what they do pretty much it's pretty easy to look at it and realize their security companies that they're hiring are basically incentivized to protect the company from liability. Yeah. There's nothing in here that's like really like oriented towards saving people's lives and stuff like that, because it's all just, if you know, not to be like a competition person, but like, I mean, if you have a monopoly on something, right. there's, there's like no, there's nothing going on where you would even 
pretend to do your job, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I guess my whole hot take on this thing is that capital failed, police failed. This is absolutely why you need like a publicly funded team of social workers and shit like that, whose incentive is just the fucking good at public health and stuff like that of society, because this took place in a fucking public space run entirely by a, yeah, by a, by a production company that had a monopoly that outsourced to, you know, these like small security companies that are, it's like one of those things. It's like HR or something where when you're young, you think, Oh, that's to protect me. And it's like, no, it's to protect the company. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. So it's pretty sad, but I think, um, I think that's the, that's who should get the blame here. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like all things, it's, uh, competition, I guess would help in uh, possibly, but really this public events should be run by the public, right? They should have, uh, we should, and, and in some, a lot of places they do have, venues that are for the people in the neighborhood that the venues are, you know, then they, that's who runs them and supports them. And, and when you have a situation like that, you have uh, better safety standards and, you know, people who are actually want to have a good time, but also don't want to fucking die. Uh, you know, and that, that balance is something that I think only can be solved in sort of a democratic, uh, democratic way. Yeah. I guess there's like a weird argument that people can make here of like, oh, this is why you need little competing companies and shit. Right. But then they could all sort of collude and, you know, that's what happens with uh, competition sometimes is the companies collude and decide to not to collectively not care about a thing if it affects all of their bottom lines. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would probably help if there was you know, Live Nation was broken up, but uh, yeah, ultimately it's, it's a problem with capital. I, to me, it just looks like this was the police's job and the police failed right. because that the too. police yeah, yeah, yeah. are not good at their fucking job and their only job is to daughter around and fucking kill yeah. dogs and shit and then protect their own ass and raise money for the police. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, in theory when this doesn't happen, it's because these two things don't fail in the way they did, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know, man. Sad. I think, uh, I think that's all I had for the week. Anybody got anything else? Should we probably get out of here? It's pretty, uh, the UN had a climate conference. Oh yeah. No updates. They changed the wording from phase out coal to we're going to phase down coal this year. Uh, Okay. Thunberg, I saw, was dropping some swears, I believe. Um, What else? uh, Removed the word emergency from the name of the pact. (laughs) A lot of good stuff happening. Ah, encouraging. Cuomo's in the news. Andrew Cuomo might make a political comeback. He's he's uh, whining about all his enemies who drove him out. And I, uh, as you can tell from the audio quality, I'm in New York right now and went to his great achievement, Hudson Yards, last night. And it was this most hunting, spooky place ever. It's like uh, high. I'd never been. It's uh, just a very primo sort of top line mall 
And, you know, we haven't really had malls in this country since the 90s, new malls. And it, it's just so weird. There's all these like boutique sort of places. It was basically empty uh, for a few people. And I learned apparently people have been committing suicide at Hudson Yards. So this is the, that's Andrew Cuomo's legacy. Oh, yeah. Right? On, the, on the crazy honeycomb rafters. Oh, really? That's, oh, God. Okay, dark way to end the show, but you went to the suicide forest like Jake Paul. I guess so. I didn't realize at the time, but there's yeah, no one there, so that makes sense. That it's it's yeah, it's such a perfect. He does something for the rich, and like doesn't. Well, the thing up- is, you're there and you're kind of on the thing. And you're thinking, how do I get off? Yeah, and for a lot of people, it is easier just to end your life. <laughs> right. Yes, it, it's difficult to leave at the very confusing layout. Yeah, that's what I usually do when I'm in a complicated modern art sort of architectural situation. Needless to say, the former governor's hands are not clean. And we're not just talking about the fu- from the fucking shit that he, he from touch, he's coming on his hands and shitting on them. Do you think he did any pee play? That was him at the concert <laughs> for ass against... Oh, yeah. Well, oh man, I mean, he has the nipple piercings. I'm sure he's into something like that. Yeah, if you turn the sound on for the video, you hear them playing uh, Wake Up, and then you hear, Will you pee on me? <laughs> Excuse me, pretty lady. I'd like a blast. Oh, man. God, but he's Wahoo! sitting on... <laughs> the big question is, what is he going to do with all his money? Because he has campaign I funds that have been raised. We just answered our yeah. own question. He's going to spend it all getting pissed on. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, he could maybe get a girlfriend now, since that's been such an issue for him over these last three years. <laughs> yeah, he put her on his motorcycle and drive into the mountains. Get peed on. Pay on me. All right, that's been an episode of... This damn America rage against latrine edition. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell can't stop us now from getting pissed on. It's Um, it's, yeah, there we go. Um, Let's do plugs and get the fuck out of here. I am. I have anything. My other podcast is called why you mad and I'm not doing anything until next year. In terms of stand up, except unless you live in New York, and maybe I'll do the I'll, I'll pop up here and there doing sets. I'll try to stream more on Twitch, and you can buy merch at our website or our, our merch link. And um, thank you for listening to the show. Please subscribe to our Patreon and rate people with you and subscribe to us and all that shit. Got Ed Anders Lee here uh, on Twitter, Dursley on Instagram, redacted tonight, YouTube, portable.tv. Uh, you can follow me at Patak Test Kitchen on Twitter.com, where I will put all of my exciting new projects, which I dare not speak of now. Oh, intriguing. What will they be? I don't know, because you won't tell me. Well, I know, and I'm not going to tell you yet. Ooh. It's finished. That's it, though. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>